0: I'm Emily, and I'm the boss. No, you're not. But my name is Emily.
1: And I'm Vanessa, and this is Cover to Cover.
0: Now let's talk about some books, y'all. Oh okay, Emily,
1: it's time to talk about Crazy Rich Asians.
0: It's finally time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we have been reading this book, watching the movie. I've seen the movie four times, let's be honest. Um, for the past month. Who are month. you? <laughs> Months, six weeks maybe, and it's finally time to talk about it. So we're going to talk about the book first, and then we're going to talk about the movie, and then we're going to compare the two of them. So please do the honors. Get us started.
0: I hated the book. Oh, no. I hated the book. (gasps) Why? It's stupid.
1: (laughs) Support your thesis.
0: (laughs) Crazy Rich Asians is not very well written because... I just, oh man, there's just so many things. I, oh, okay, take a deep breath, Emily. It's okay. There's just so much. I I didn't, okay, there are things I did like, so maybe I should start with that. I did Please. appreciate, I did appreciate, like, the culture. I, like, could very well, I could very well absorb everything that was happening. I felt a part of that world. I felt a part of the one percenters. I could, like, could relate to some of it to an extent, uh, but that wouldn't affect my opinion of the book, the lack of relatability, because I understand that I'm not always going to be able to relate to a one percenter. Even though no, I wish. you? <laughs> one day. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed the bits of Mandarin throughout the book, and I enjoyed the footnotes at the bottom and the references to di- various cultural things. Uh, I didn't enjoy the character development. I didn't feel like the characters were developed at all. (laughs) Period. Period. Uh, Even though there were great characters, nothing, they weren't well-rounded. They didn't progress at all, which was really disappointing to me because I enjoyed a lot of the things that were going on, but I didn't see any changes, uh, which isn't necessarily the key point that you look for when analyzing character development. But it, it there were just so much. Just flat. Uh, yeah. So that was one of the key points, character development. I actually, I didn't like the end. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> I, this I
1: is where we need to record the video on this podcast so people can see your eyes.
0: I, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I just, I'm very opinionated about this more opinionated than I expected to be. I didn't expect to love it because I really appreciate high-end literature and I recognize that this is commercial literature so I'm trying not to be real crazy about my analysis because I understand that this is a fluffy fun read. Like, this is something that you're just supposed to Pick up for a day at the beach and enjoy. But at the same time, I feel like if I picked it up to read at the beach, I wouldn't have super enjoyed it. So I guess that's my central thesis.
1: Okay, thank you. Good job. You earned your degree today. (laughs) (laughs) So... I I came to this book actually from the second book. I read the second book first because I picked it up Bart I know. I
0: just don't understand you. I just like don't. Like who does this? Why? You're the kind of person that picks up the third book and reads the end and you're like, oh okay, I guess I'll read the rest now. You probably like got Harry Potter seven when it first came out and you're like, actually let me just skim through and see who dies first and then I'll read it. Oh so
1: it's everyone. That's fine.
0: Yeah, no, no it was not that not everyone does that.
1: we're gonna have to talk about Harry Potter later apparently (laughs) back to Crazy Rich Asians I found so like I found the second book on the bargain shelf at Barnes and Noble what was I gonna do Not buy it? it.
0: No, you buy it and then you buy the first book too. That's what I did.
1: I bought it and then I read it and then. No,
0: you buy the. Oh gosh. You buy the second book and then you pick up the first book from the library if you don't have the money to buy it right then.
1: Uh, Oh, is that how that goes? Yes. Oh, okay. And then
0: you have the second book for when you need it.
1: I clearly need some rehab on this. Clearly. Clearly.
0: Clearly. This is upsetting me so much right now. Like, this goes against everything. my
1: brain like so to everyone who's on team emily i'm apologizing profusely for my sins and i will repent shortly
0: if you're on team vanessa i don't respect
1: you wow that score is settled (laughs) so anyway i read the second this is me stop talking (laughs) this is my time i read the second book absolutely loved it got very clearly the satire got very clearly the people loved what was going on then I watched the movie first, and we'll talk about the movie in a second, but I came the thing that I think most people who are reading it, picking up the book in the wake of the press that's come out about the movie are expecting that fluffy, rom-com, feel-good, first full Asian cast in 25 years book, and it's not. It was never designed to be that way. It's never meant to be that way. It's on the same level with things like like Emma and Huck Finn, where you're looking at like Really intimate details of people's lives, where people are crass, people are caustic, people are like kind of like Sorry, true humanity. Do you know Traded like Huck Finn
0: or Emma one day?
1: Yeah, I maybe. You know what oh, I mean? Like, no. like looking back no. through our classics, absolutely. No. Looking back, th- yes. Look oh at Kate. Gosh. Look, look at Remember Jane Austen. That? Emily. Again, this is my time. Why are you talking? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but like, look at look at Jane Austen. If you really pared down Jane Austen, okay, let's take away the classic trappings. Let's take it back to like when she originally wrote it. It was a spinster old lady jealous about other people's relationships. Right. And providing color commentary on it.
0: Right. And I get that point. I do. But do I think this is going to be a classic one day? Maybe. You don't know that. I, I don't think so. You're going to have to be long I, dead. I really... <laughs>
1: I'm
0: going to hang around just
1: to see. You and Hank. <laughs> Me and Hank.
0: <laughs> are, Hank's the
1: ghost in our office building. We'll talk about him later. Yeah. But yeah, so that's that's where I'm at with this book, is I think that like it is in the same space when, when uh, these other books that we consider classics today... I'm not saying that it's going to be a classic, but I think it needs to be not totally derided because you're picking it up in the wake of the movie, right? Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, so I'm on board with that that's opinion. That's where I'm at. Thank you. That fi- finally. <laughs> that some consensus. very specific Just opinion. That <laughs> very narrowly. <laughs> yeah, so I, like, I liked the characters. I thought they were um, like true to form. Does that make sense? Like how many not that we know very many one-percenters in our lives, but how many one-percenters do we know that are actually like not vapid and shallow and like into material wealth? How many?
0: Well, we don't. We don't know them, right? But like,
1: problem, (laughs) right? But like, so we've got Bill Gates, right, and the foundation. But like, he also still lives in a very nice house, and I don't care that he wears like jeans and white tennis shoes, like every other engineer I know, in in his in like press photos. But like, he still lives in a very nice house, drives a really nice car, and like, yeah, tries to give away the rest of his money, but that doesn't change the fact that he's got it, and he likes nice things. Right. So if you're really talking about a book about the one (laughs) percent. That's the 1%, you know what I'm saying?
0: No, I just I like to think that people are multifaceted. So I like to think, I, because I am, you know what mm-hmm, I mean? Sure, I'm not sure. going to act the same way around everyone constantly, sure. and I just kind of felt that's how those characters were. I mm. didn't see a multifaceted side of them, so that was a bit frustrating to me because I wanted to see that. Mm. I wanted to see that so bad, especially with Astrid in the book. <laughs> but then I got that satisfaction out of the movie, so mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. An entirely
1: And maybe that's my problem Is like A lot of the A lot of the stuff That like I felt about Astrid In the first book Is very informed By the second book Where she's A much more Well rounded character And she's awesome Like I came out Of the second book Just team Astrid All the way And then I went into the first book already knowing what she'd done. So So like,
0: what 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 happens in the second book? I'm probably not gonna read it, so I don't mind. Yeah, so she
1: she um she like
0: wait, if you guys like yeah, no spoilers. Spoilers, (laughs) you might want to tune out for like the next minute and a
1: half or so. But she's only giving me a minute and a half. Control freak.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so... To help
1: you out, okay? So Astrid, like, the, the bulk of... I feel like the bulk of the second book is two strands of... Like, there's a lot of characters and a lot of storylines in the first book. And the second book is really boiled down to two characters. One is Rachel Chu and finding her dad. She finally figures out who her dad is and goes and tries to connect with him, and it's this whole big thing. Um, she's kind of dovetailing with Astrid. She's kind of hanging out with Astrid a lot and these, like, high-flying shopping trips kind of stuff. But Astrid eventually, like... Figures out like what's going on with her husband, and she um, she ends up leaving him, which is great. Great. And like and Sweet. like finally like takes takes the bull by the horns and just says no, we're d- like we're done. Um, you get a hint of that in the movie, and I'm really sad how they did it in the movie because really? it gave the whole thing away. Like the bulk of the like I don't know what if they're gonna do a second movie, I have no idea what they're gonna do with it because right,
0: well maybe they were just not counting on second yeah, movie. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know, but I I enjoyed the movie ending a lot more because mm-hmm. when I read the book, I was like, she really just went back to her husband after he's like, he's not right for her and this other guy. What was the the name of the oh gosh. guy she gets with? I I don't remember. I don't know.
1: I can't, I, all I know is that he's Harry Shum Jr. in the movie. That's all I know. <laughs> Basically, So yeah, that character,
0: him. guys. Um, <laughs> He's so good to her in the book, guys. He's so sweet. And he does all this stuff for her marriage and helps her so much. And he's great. He's, like, the best character out of the entire novel, I would say, pretty much. And And then for her to just be like, oh actually, I think I'm going to go back to my husband after all this crazy crap happens. And he, like, basically tried to get rid of me. Where is your self-respect, woman? Like, well, and
1: she really, it really digs into the abuse from her husband in the second book. Right. And so it's, it, like, is a nice climax to the end where she does finally leave him. Um, but it's just one of those, like, like having known several women who've been in abusive relationships, that pattern of behavior is pretty standard.
0: Right, and I guess that would draw you back in if mm-hmm. you like her. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I like I loved Astrid, and so I can't I can't falter for anything that happens in the first book because I know how it ends in the second one. So that's that informed my reading of the first book, where I couldn't get totally frustrated with her.
0: I guess.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I was so frustrated reading the book. I just there was yeah Astrid's character because I. She was the one I liked the most, mm-hmm. and then to see her just fall apart at the end and just yeah. go back to her husband was just really incredibly frustrating. And then Rachel, Rachel's situation with her getting engaged with Nick, I guess, it just like didn't make as much sense to me as it did into the movie. But then again, the movie was kind of unsatisfactory, and the way that the mom was just like, actually, permission, here yeah, you go, like, I'm just gonna change my beliefs that have been around for ever thousands of years. years. Yeah. Like just, (laughs) yeah,
1: she, well, and that was the other thing that killed me about the second book is the second book starts off with, with, um, Rachel getting married in secret in California. And it's like three people are invited and Astrid and, and the new boyfriend, we have to forget what his name is. And the new boyfriend <laughs> is there. Um, and, um, and he like, there's just a handful of people there. And then, and then Nick Young's mom comes in on a helicopter, lands in the middle of the ceremony and poor, poor Rachel is like having PTSD all over the place. Like what the heck is she doing here? This is crazy. Like she just goes off and, and, and um, Eleanor Young shows up, and she's like, "I found out who your dad is. He's this like China rich billionaire, and like it's not like." And suddenly Eleanor oh, Young is course. like, "Yes!" Yeah. Suddenly Eleanor Young is like, "I'm pro Rachel, have, like being an illegitimate child because oh, she happens dear. to be the illegitimate child of like the most rich and famous man in China."
0: That's so outrageous! Oh, it's
1: ridiculous. But like, oh, that's why it was so tragic to me the ending of the movie. Because so I was like, "What are we going to do in the second movie?" Because I just anyway.
0: You- Have to have some screenwriters with some talent going in. Fix that up, I guess. I don't
1: really know. I I believe in John Chu as a director, but I'm just like I haven't read the third book yet, so I don't know what else we've got to work with. But I feel like the second movie doesn't have much to work with in the second book because it's all been kind of like pre wrapped up, you know. Right. So. Um, since we're already kind of talking about the movie, let's talk about this. I, I read the book, or I watched the movie first and by first time, I mean, I watched it like
0: three or four times
1: and then I read the book, but you read the book and then watched the movie. Right. What did you, what's the comparison for you?
0: Um, the movie is so much better. Which okay. is awful to say. Like I I love books. I like never feel traitor. this way. I know traitor. I'm a traitor to my own species, like the introverted book, bookworm species, I guess. But it's just I I really did. I enjoyed the movie a lot better. I felt I liked having those things wrapped up because for me I I don't know. As, as a writer, you get told to just put all of your cards on the table. I felt like he was holding back his cards in the book. I just really felt that way. I could tell he was holding on to things for the sequel. And that's not how you want to feel. Mm-hmm. You want to feel like, oh, he put everything on the table, so what's coming next? Mm. Uh, and so that's how I felt with the book. I felt like he didn't put all of his cards on the table. But with the movie, I was like, yeah, this is this is good. I'm getting everything. So I feel like they could take the sequel in an entirely different direction the Mm -hmm. second book if they decided to do that which who knows what they'll do since Mm -hmm. we haven't even gotten our to all the boys i love before (laughs) announcement yet i'm not bitter Um,
1: (laughs) i mean you could i mean it's becoming i think uh i think it's becoming a trend especially post game of thrones where game of thrones seasons one through five pretty much stuck with the book but six took a huge departure and Martin isn't even done writing the series yet. So they're like, we need to wrap this up. There's a lot of demand for it. Well,
0: it's like with Harry Potter now. Yeah. We're like jumping into this Fantastic Beast thing, which J.K. Rowling is still attached to. So we're kind of getting book related, but it's just kind of taken off and mm-hmm. doing its own thing, which is cool. And I kind of like that. I kind mm-hmm. of like that we're seeing, oh, we can take things in a different direction and still respect this work.
1: Right. It feels, but it feels like the relationship of, the relationship of, um, you know, fan fiction to the canon, right? right? That's what Fantastic Beasts feels like to me. That's what Harry Potter and the Cursed Child feels like to me. That's what season six and seven of Game of Thrones feels like to me. That's what anything, anything in the Crazy Rich Asian series that makes a second movie if they depart from it would like that what it would feel like. So f- like because for, for me the movie is like a totally different animal from the book. It is a big open love letter to Asia. Like I having spent a lot of time in Asia. I bawled through that whole movie, so it's just like I miss Asia so much. I'm homesick for it, and like the market scene where they're all eating food, and like I just like that's what I used to do on the regular, and I just yeah. adored it so much. And they did such a good job of saying, "Here's all that we love about Asian culture. Everyone in the West is totally oblivious to. There's a whole other world out there that exists, right?"
0: Right. I guess that, that draws us back to the idea that you're gonna get out of literature what your mm-hmm. personal personal experiences have been. So. Yeah, I feel like your personal experiences caused you to have a different love or feel for the movie and the book than Mm -hmm. I did, because I have not had those experiences, and I respect that. Thanks. But we can agree to disagree. (laughs) Yes, on everything else.
1: (laughs) I I would definitely, for people who are looking for kind of like a, if you've never interacted with the Asian community or Asian culture before, I would definitely recommend the book, or recommend the movie, (laughs) stay away from the book, unless you really love film noir, and... Um, satire and things like that, then I would say the book is totally your speed. Yep. So, Agreed. okay, that's where we're at with Crazy Rich Asians. Okay. Go pick it up or go, well, go watch it, depending don't, on who you are. Don't pick up the book, <laughs> Aww, up the I, book but well, only if you're like me. Just,
0: just caress it gently. <laughs> I guess that's where we're gonna end. <laughs> <laughs> Find us on Instagram and Facebook at ev.cover2cover. Read our monthly column in Idaho Falls Magazine and tune in next week for more.